Hey everyone, welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelswick, and across the table from me, Matt Drury. Matt Drury, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice to yourself. I'll I'll never forget the one piece of feedback we got early on the podcast was, I love the Drury's, but I don't like Matt. (laughs) Oh no. Thanks. Some guy said he didn't like me, he wanted Kenyon back because I... I, get it. uh, Well, yeah, I'm I'm not going to disagree with him, but, but because I mentioned in the podcast with Dan Schmidt from Deer and Deer Hunting that I didn't think we used geometry in our everyday lives a whole lot. Well, I mean, that's... You probably shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, so so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna subject. sit. And, <laughs> yeah, we try to stay away from really controversial issues like yeah. geometry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. well, we need to introduce our guest here today as well. So it's Trevor Walker. He's our production manager here at Drury Outdoors, and he He's, loves geometry. Yeah, he loves geometry. He sat in with us on the last podcast where we kind of talked about our farms and what's going on and the yep. seasonal work we're doing. Uh, but today is going to be all about cameras production filming your hunts yeah we get this question all the time but before we get into it give us a little bit of your background production background and kind of why you you can speak to this stuff yeah so my start in the outdoor industry i started filming waterfowl um and that's a whole different monster from not easy no from white to hunts i mean you got water dealing with that aspect um water and electronics don't mix well um and it's far more dirty and dusty you're just hanging out in fields all day um, then moved from that into whitetail. So I've been here for roughly two years. Yep. So it's, I've spent a lot of hours behind the camera out in the woods. So, yeah. And, and what's your degree in? My degree is in mass communications with the emphasis in TV. So yeah. all kinds of, uh, top end training on ins and outs of cameras, technical assets and that stuff. So, so we got the right guy here. Totally. totally. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> So we got a question like we normally do, and especially this time of year, it's becoming top of mind. We got a, a question from one of our fans named Gary who uh, wanted to know about filming hunts. Absolutely. So the question of the day today is brought to you by the Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pro. Tread lightly, hunt confidently. So filming your hunt is something that, uh, that more and more folks are getting interested in, whether it's they just want to share their hunt with their family and friends, or maybe they, they're doing so. Maybe they have an outdoor media company that they're mm-hmm. that they're running videos. And so we thought it'd be a great time to treat the subject and kind of break it down into if, you know, low level, mid-level, and high level, and kind of based on what you want to spend and what you want to do with it. And that's why Trevor is such a great guest to have today, because he's seen countless hours of footage. Yeah, it's not only seen, but been behind the camera producing exactly. countless hours Knows of the equipment. So we'll talk about equipment. We'll talk about kind of the story mm-hmm. and just different aspects of uh, of of filming your hunt. So, so Trevor, based on what you see kind of out there as you cruise YouTube, what, what are some of the major things that people are missing when they film their hunts? Then we can get into the different levels. Um, I think the biggest thing a lot of people struggle with is good audio. Um, audio can make a break your hunt. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if it's, if it's windy and wind's tough to deal with, we struggled with wind on Matt's elk hunt last year because it's just, it's, it's hard to get good audio when it's super windy. But just dealing with, you know, a lot of people, they'll buy a camera and strictly rely on the internal mic. Mm. And most of those aren't a very good microphone. And you can get a cheap, like, $65, $70 shotgun mic to throw on most cameras that will improve that audio vastly. Okay. Um, second biggest thing is, and, and this all depends on how far people want to go with it, is storytelling. Mm. You know, if you just want to film your kill shot, cool, do that. Um, but if you're actually trying to tell a story 
we know all too well there's so many parts yeah that go into it that it's like basically you always need a camera with you filming whatever you're doing preparing for the season so. and you could go overboard on it too i mean real sure. quickly especially yeah. like you know we have 50 people across the country filming for us like there can be too much uh filmed you got to right. know you got to kind of have a, a internal clock as to know how long your shot should be what's mm -hmm. important and what's not and kind of yep. get in get out and if you got something to say you know, be upbeat and be positive and, and spit it out fairly quickly yep. and intelligent. And, and, you know, those things help as far as if you're planning on even editing it on your, on your own and iMovie. For sure. Yeah. And it, it helps to, you know, if you have a target deer or a couple target deer to somewhat storyboard going into the season. Okay. Like I want to do something on prepping this food plot. Like we think we can kill this deer on this food plot. I really want to focus on getting this ready, hanging the stand or setting the blind up yeah. that we're going to use there. That way it really ties into if I kill this deer, yeah. you have the complete story of it. The supporting footage to me seems like the most difficult because it's not a whole lot of fun. And typically it's another layer right. of difficulty when you're already doing something like hanging sand, it's hot, you know, you, you, you want to get in and get done. We run yeah. into that. I mean, a, a sure. lot of times it's like, God damn, we got to film this. Like we're just trying to, we get to the farm, we have all these great plans to produce it. And then we get there and both of us are working the whole time and, mm -hmm. and you, we don't get there often enough. So you got a lot of stuff you got to do right. while you're there. That's what makes it difficult. But there are cameras that you can easily use to help you out in those instances. Yeah. So we have Garmin Verbs, uh, similar to a GoPro. They're great to, you know, if you're hanging a stand, if you get a gorilla pot or something, you can put it in your back pocket, you know, up the tree, throw it on a limb yeah. or hang it on something, you know, just to get a few shots of you strapping a stand in or whatever. It's, it, it helps to at least get something, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. always have to be the highest in production for that type of stuff. Yeah. So. And realistically too, uh, Tacticam that they have a new camera out a 5.0, uh, the Tacticam 5.0, they got, they got a wide uh, angle version that yeah. kind of mimics what a GoPro and a verb does. Right. And that too, you know, it's, it's, they're a, a hunting based company. So you're kind of supporting one of our own in that regard, but they also make a very good camera. The new stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's awesome. That's that's another part of of getting into filming hunts. Like it depends on the high the quality of production you want to do. Yeah. Like if you're just wanting to film your kill shot, like if that's all you want to do, Tacticams are great for that. Yeah. So and it, and it doesn't add anything onto your equipment. They're very well integrated into your bow or your gun, and it just doesn't add anything. Yeah. To it. Unlike a verb, you know. So so even GoPro before that, you know, we always like to get that angle back. You know, we're trying to get as many angles as we can. So right. we get the angle back of the hunter and the camera mm -hmm. guy and what's happening in the stand or the blind. And we always would have to jerry rig something up on our bow or on our gun to, right. to make it work. Yeah. Well, the ta tax cam is pretty cool because it just literally the bow version just screws in as your stabilizer. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. slick. It's slick and, and it's easy to turn on, especially with this new remote. And then, you know, the, the, a gun, they got a gun mount for the rifle barrel or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they've kind of thought it through pretty well. Yeah. It's a neat product. Yeah. So, yeah. So that covers you on the very front end basic level. Right. And, and, and those kind of those, uh, supporting shots like that, it seems to me, and, and I'm not, not, I'm not the expert around video production, but it seems to me like you're never, you never regret having that footage. Not at all. No, it's, it can always like we we go on the fact of like you can never like if you have that you might not use it and that's mm -hmm. fine but it's nice to have it when you're like man i really could use this shot and you're like 
you can pull it from somebody else it might tie into your hunt perfectly yeah Yeah. sure you can always not use it you know we used to preach cutaways big time with our with our subcontractors and (laughs) anymore it's definitely still part of it like i'm talking about on the big shoulder camera Mm -hmm. cutaways after the hunt Mm -hmm. and you you know everybody's seen the edits where you it's like well how'd they do that okay it was shot after the hunt well the beauty of all this action camera stuff is you get the real life reactions yeah. and you cannot yep. do We're not, none of us are actors. You can't duplicate it. <laughs> and it, the <laughs> editors, sure. it, it allows them to make you feel like you're in the moment the whole time. So it's, it's a definite added bonus. It's an infinite cutaway essentially. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's nice to, it really ties into the whole scene of the hunt. You know, you get to see the hunter and the camera guy, or if you're by yourself, just the hunter, you know, you really get to see what they're doing throughout that scene to prepare yeah. to take that shot. So that's the part I always love. Like what, yeah. okay. What are their eyes doing? What kind of yeah. focus intensity, you know, totally. what something mess up, what happened to some yeah. drop something or whatever, you yeah. know, it's cool to see. And we usually have two angles running in the blind or in the tree with us mm-hmm. catching all that action. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the luxury is having, we have more cameras to, to work with, but if you can, I mean, it's just cool to see, see those angles. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's entertaining. And there's also just a sheer factor of, it's helped like so some of the hunts that I've had I've had a, a verb pointed back at me while I'm at full draw and it's because I my mind is not in my it's not in my head I'm kind of on autopilot oh, yeah. right. at that point and so like am I bringing my 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 head down to the string or am I bringing the bow up to myself because I don't remember anything yeah so it's helpful for me to diagnose any shooting issues I might right. have I just blocked out what happened <laughs> right. that, that that's probably the best way of explaining that like, yeah. pre-shot yeah. Uh, mentality. Yeah. laser focus man totally and that's another great thing about filming your hunts even if you're just doing it for fun is it gives you the ability to go back and replay your shot yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah if yeah. you didn't you know if you're not sure if you made a good hit or that's a, bad a good hit, point it's it's great to be able to go back and say okay well you know it wasn't positive but from this it looks like a hit long liver that's a deer you want to back out on and give it some time yeah. to where if you didn't have that footage, you might stumble on that deer and bump it. And even having that second angle, if you have the luxury of doing so, like we, Mark had a deer, I think last year we had on 13 last year where he hit it really poorly, which isn't like Mark. I mean, he's usually mm-hmm. a hell of a shot and he hit it real poorly. And we, we went back and looked at the footage and he said, man, I just looked at that, that point of view action yeah and i had a death grip on my bow and i think i just torqued it and and you know just heat of the moment stuff well that helps you realize okay how did i mess up so bad Mm -hmm. if you if that kind of stuff did happen sure so it could be the difference between a buck and no buck because you know like we need to give that deer way more time yeah that was not the hit i thought so 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 point of view cameras are a great kind of Entry level. Entry yes, level. For sure. Affordable. Get some interesting. Yeah. yeah. The audio on those is probably not something you're going to no, want to use if you can great. help it. No. No. And, and the Tacticam, going back to that, is great. Their, their zoom version, it is it has an eight-time zoom on it. So it's it's nice for filming your own hunts because it gets you a little bit closer than, say, a Verb or a GoPro. Yeah, because those wide-angle Verb and GoPros, you just don't see anything. Yeah. Like, if it's at 20 yeah. yards, it feels like it's 60 yards yeah. on camera. Yeah. And so the, the key factor there, though, if, say, you have it on your boat mounted as your stabilizer on your bow, and they've gotten way better in that 5.0, their image stabilization's mm-hmm. way, way better. better. Much. But any, any bit of shaking you're doing or, you know, obviously that kind of – repercussion of the shot or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it, 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 you got to really try to be 
steady Mm -hmm. and stay on the deer with your bow, like not drop your arm or whatever. Because if the whole point of it is to get the kill and then to see what happens right after it, Mm -hmm. you got to have that in your mind. Like your bow is Mm -hmm. your camera. So you better keep filming, you know, and try to stay steady. Which is, which is a great reminder for follow through. You should be keeping your bow on target anyways. Yeah. And it's, you know, Anybody thinks it's easy to go out and film their own hunt, they will oh. be in for a rude awakening because it's, I mean, you think just killing a deer or taking a deer in itself is, is a process, mm-hmm. yeah. but to have that whole thing of filming it on top of it, just it, at some points it's chaotic. Like, so, we suck at that part. <laughs> we're great at filming, not so great at killing deer. So. Killing. On film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, last year, so my, so my buddy Josiah is my camera guy. All my kills, including my turkey kills, were without him. I was self-filming. That's tough. Well, and and every kill, we've been filming together a couple years, and only the elk is the only thing he's actually filmed me kill. Like, we're wasting a lot of time at the least not (laughs) seeing anything. And uh, every time that I have a trip to Dad's or a trip to Illinois, he, you know, Trevor's hunting as well, so Mm -hmm. he puts in his vacation schedule and just Mm -hmm. so happens it's lined up where he couldn't come with me yeah. and that's when i kill always. so always it every never time. lines up yeah, yeah it doesn't this Weird. year we're changing it that's right. buddy that's right we're gonna get one on film this year <laughs> we got to <laughs> so so we've hit kind of the the base level yep. let's take us if someone has a little more money they want to invest mm-hmm. a little bit more what would be kind of a mid-level rig so going into mid-levels if you're going to be filming yourself uh, a camera arm is a must, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a tree stand or if you hunt basically out of ground blinds or box blinds, then you're looking at a tripod. Yeah. Um, but if you're a tree stand hunter, which probably I would say the majority of hunters yeah. in the country are, uh, a camera arm is the way to go. And there's uh, Muddy makes a really good one. Yeah. And then another company, uh, Fourth Arrow, I think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. They make probably the top two out there. Um, it's just it's going to help you. I mean, it's basically going to make your hunt. Otherwise there's no way you can, especially bow hunting, try to hold a camera and shoot. If you're going above that Tacticam or Verb GoPro, like next level, you know, you might have that on your bow and want to film with a nice camera. Exactly. And, and we have guys do it every year on the team and there's plenty of guys out there that do it, but Mm -hmm. boy, it's tough. It is. If you're going to use a camera arm, you better get in early. <laughs> it's going to take a you lot some of time extra to set up. Yeah, like sure. we, we never use camera arms. Like Mark and Terry, back in the – I remember early 90s. You know, Dad's got a construction company. They He had his welder, actually. They were manufacturing camera arms, aluminum camera arms back in the day, and they mm-hmm. figured out the rig and how to make it smooth and how to rotate. And ultimately, A, it was heavy as all get out, mm-hmm. and B – it almost always cost them a kill because the deer would get in on oh, top of them too tight. Yeah. And the camera guys, I was like, no, 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 no. He's turned around or whatever. So a long time ago, they switched to no camera arms. And not everybody on our team does it that way. There's sure. plenty of guys that use camera arms. Right. But Mark, Terry, us, Taylor, we never, we never ever use camera mm-hmm. arms ever. Now, the difference is two things. One, we're not self-filming, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, usually our camera guys are pretty well schooled as to what to do with the camera. Mm -hmm. And we feel confident in their ability not to be shaken and not, you know, so we know that our camera guys are good and we don't Mm -hmm. have to really worry about them not being steady on a tripod or on a, you know, on a, um, arm. So to kind of 
not really backtrack, but funny story. First deer that I ever filmed. It better Matt. be funny because if you say it's funny and it's not. First deer that I ever filmed Matt shoot at. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so maybe funny leash. for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think the story sucks. <laughs> Cringe inducing for others. But we had this deer called Uni on the lease. This was in 2015. And we had had two or three encounters with this deer in the same spot. Yeah. And finally we were decided we were going to set almost all day one day. Mm-hmm. It was beginning of November, right before uh, the Missouri mm-hmm. gun season. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. We haven't seen a deer in like two hours. And we had a doe come slipping up past us. And I heard a deer grunting behind her. And I told Matt, I was like, hey, there's a buck coming. And like, sure enough, uni pops out yeah. coming right at us. In a spot where he burned us like days before, uh, like he caught us yeah. <laughs> red-handed, yeah. you know, like, so he knew something's in the tree right, already. Yeah. So he's coming up through there and like, he, he was, he'd stop every 10 yards and like, yeah, look. And then he'd look back at the doe and ended up, he came up, gave him out a shot. And it was a tough shot. It was under some, a big, dead tree that had fallen the biggest issue was i didn't have time to range him right. because he kept staring us down so i didn't have oh, time yeah. to grab my range yeah. finder and yeah. i just suck at judging yardage i can't i just suck at it yeah. and so i didn't judge i didn't range him i just judged it mm-hmm. and i missed it by about 10 yards <laughs> shot, just shot under him and, but but the funny side of this matt was talking about being steady this was like the first deer you know big buck that i had, yeah. had filmed and I'm trying to film like Matt's reaction to him talking and like the whole time the camera's like yeah. this. And like we literally had to sit there for like ten minutes till I could calm down enough like, to like get a steady shot. I'm not shaking, I'm fuming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you shaking? You're upset. <laughs> yeah. He's terrified. Yeah. It was fun. It was yeah. good. But real fun. So going into like the, the mid-level cameras, like you were talking about, Tim, um, there's a, there's a couple. Thanks for bringing it back around. Yeah, yeah you know. We're going to show that. <laughs> you know, we got to put it in the footage yeah. now. It was just. Yeah. <laughs> but the mid-level cameras, there's, there's really a lot of options on that end. Um, two of probably the most popular that, that we see here, uh, the Canon XA30, which actually has been um, – they're not making it anymore. Hmm. They're making one called the XA11, okay. but it's basically the same thing. It is a it's a smaller camera. It's not very big. It's easy to pack around, uh, especially for somebody that's self filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be a perfect camera. And these palm ca- we call them palm cameras. They're legit. I mean, they're, like the 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 way they make them, their chip or whatever that's mm-hmm. inside them, like they almost like auto color correct it. Yep. Like it's not mm-hmm. great for us and, and our editors. We don't really like it because we like to have the control. You want right. kind of a not a washed out, but a, a flat a flat yeah. look, and then we color correct it. Okay. But for your regular consumer, that's not doesn't have the ability to color correct and edit and all that like it's beautiful looks better coming like, out of yeah the like mark and terry always say like man my xa30 the camera quality looks better than our big cameras well it does but it's not yeah. technically it's not as mm, good right but they've they've kind of auto tweaked the settings so it looks fantastic right yeah so it's a really good camera yeah, for it's a your great, average for, guy for sure yeah and that's kind of on the end of what a lot of people call prosumer yeah. cameras. You know, they've they're consumer based, but they've got a few pro qualities to them that are that are nice. Yeah, and about so, how much is that? Uh, I think the XA11 is around twelve hundred bucks. So yeah, it's super it's not, affordable. Yeah, in the scheme of things. very affordable. And a lot of times you can find that stuff on like eBay <clears throat> where it's or, used and yeah. not really nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. And, and Amazon has great deals on them too. A lot yeah. of times you can find like a package deal that's a case, a mic, yeah. batteries, cards, everything for just a little bit more than what the camera costs. And so. and so everybody knows we buy a lot of our stuff through B and H Photo mm-hmm. Video. So yeah. you can go online and B H. I think it's B H Photo Video. I think it's B H Photo dot com. Yeah, yeah. So. and we, they're out of New York. We've bought our stuff there for a decade. Yeah, you know, so they're they're, they're 
quality for sure they're definitely the industry standard for video equipment so and and that canon has the ability to mount an external mic onto yeah it does yeah it has two xlr mic uh, plugs on the side so and and this is all tapeless stuff so that's the other main thing you know five years ago there was still quite a bit of tape Mm -hmm. you know mini dvs type stuff out there but now it's all tapeless a lot of the cameras have their own codex and Mm -hmm. that's probably getting too technical but you know like software that you need for to, to if you wanted to edit or look at their yeah. file structure but is canon which ones are dot mov files or there's uh s- canon doesn't shoot an mov panasonic will shoot an panasonic MOV. yeah uh, and movs are a little beefier file structure yeah. so they have you have to have something a little faster on the computer and to really work with them like work well with max correct yeah apple yeah. products yep so MP4s and AVC HD. AVC HD is what uh, Sony shoots. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the Canons will shoot AV- mm-hmm. AVC HD. It's a little tougher to work with as well, but overall MP4s for like a consumer, just some guy wanting to do it on his own, they're the easiest. And the to. reason why that's important is because when you want to go back and watch your footage, like outside of the mm-hmm. camera, if you want yeah. to put it on your computer and watch it on your phone or watch it somewhere else, like to have the right file structure yeah. is is key you know because not some of those you can't watch it like our, right. our guys in the field get frustrated because if it's not on their camera like these so is it the sony's mm-hmm. or the sony's mm-hmm. the nx5s we used to film a lot with like if they didn't watch it while it was still on the camera once they took the footage and put it on the hard drives they never could access it again yeah. unless mm-hmm. you knew what you were doing right and had an editing program sure. and brought it in and converted it and all that stuff yeah the last thing you want to do is shoot a big buck and take it home to your family and like oh watch this and then yeah. you, you can't, can't show it yeah yeah, I mean, so, you can show it on the camera, but you never show it again. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So that there's one other camera in the Panasonic line. That is the AC30. It's it's a little bigger camera than the XA11 is, the Canon, um, but it has a built-in LED light on the front, which mm. most of us know for whitetail hunting can be crucial because you know, in the evening, most of the time, your recovery, if you do kill one, is at night. Yeah. So that helps out it's a lot. It's kind of your tracking light, too, yeah, besides your sure. camera, yeah. you know. And it has a little bit better image stabilization, and then it also has the function of you can shoot uh, 120 frames per second as well. And so. that image, stab- image stabilizer is key because, <clears throat> you know, especially as a as a guy just or a girl just starting out and filming on your own, you're going to be shaky. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, yep. you're not going to be rock solid and 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 kind of understand the ways you need to hold it out of the gate. You'll you'll learn those things, but a good image stabilizer can kind of can save help. your butt. Yeah. So so the, the way that I understand image stabilization is that the camera will take maybe a, a larger so the, the the frame that is shooting is large, but then the visible portion is smaller and it moves around to uh, to compensate for the yeah, camera movement. Somewhat like that. Um, I know like the Panasonic GH5s, they're a mirrorless DSLR style camera. The way that, that image stabilization works in those, if you take the camera and like kind of rattle it when it's not working, you can hear the sensor moving in there oh. and that it's essentially somewhat of a floating sensor okay. to where like what, it's got bungee cords you know? yeah, and, almost. Got yeah. and like if your camera is moving like your sensor is staying in one spot so yeah. that's how basically how a lot of the image stabilization okay. works so okay and some of it's digital so it just depends on what your camera has yeah so that's the mid-level what is the i'm gonna do really do something with this so high level is it's kind of 
sky's the limit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to spend. Yeah. There's, there's a camera out there for it. And we don't actually get too nuts. Like no. high level is still kind of prosumer to yeah, be honest sure. with you. Mm -hmm. Like you can get a really nice camera still for still pretty affordable. Yeah. I mean, the technology is unbelievable. It is. You know, the cameras that we're using now are the Panasonic mm -hmm. HC X ones. And I just looked yesterday on B and H and they've dropped below $3,000 for a brand Crazy. new one. And that they shoot 4k mm -hmm. and 1080. So, you know, there's, we've been telling a lot of our guys on the team, Hey, get this camera because ultimately there is going to be a time when 4k is going to be the norm. Yeah. And so this camera will help. It kind of locks you in to where, you know, if you bought a 1080 camera and then two or three years from now, you know, okay, we're going to 4k. Well, I don't yeah. have a 4k camera. So yeah. you can do both locks you in and it's a, it's a great camera. It's got an awesome sensor on it. I haven't used the camera as far as low light capabilities. That's anywhere near and, the HCX one. And so the HCX one's what we film most of our whitetail stuff yep. with. <clears throat> but then the GH5, which is yeah. another really high end, the DSLR so, cameras. Yeah. So the, GH, the elk. Yeah, the GH5. It really depends on how comfortable you are with cameras. Mm -hmm. um, the GH5 is a little more technical. So like the HCX one, the Panasonic, the big one that we use for most of our whitetail stuff. It's you can set it up as just a run and gun camera mm -hmm. and turn it on, punch record, go. Yeah, it's pretty easy to yeah. use. Um, the GH5, on the other hand, is it requires a little more technical knowledge of okay. cameras and how cameras work. So you're you're constantly messing with your ISO, uh, your f-stop, your aperture. You know, there's all kinds of settings that you can constantly mess with depending on time of day, the light that you're dealing with, um, conditions. You know, it's it's ever changing so if we had to pull a guy off the street to help us film a hunt which happens occasionally mm -hmm. a buddy a friend of a friend when we just are short you know handed that big camera the For sure uh, what was the, the panasonic the hcx one yeah that's the one we give them yep. you know okay. what i mean like sure. hey just point and, and click just make yeah. sure you're recording yeah we'll keep it in autofocus you know yeah and so that's the biggest thing with uh with the gh5 is you know, it has fantastic focus peaking. And if you don't know what focus peaking is, it is a color scheme on your viewfinder that will, anything that's in focus will show up as a color. So you can change it between, I think, blue and white and green in there. Yeah. And so anything that turns blue is in focus. So that mm -hmm. really helps a lot, especially because, you know, on the elk hunt in the midday, if it's sunny, it's, it's yeah. hard to really tell if you're in focus so what so if, if you're in focus on the elk mm -hmm. it'll shade the elk blue correct yeah. wow yeah so that and we we went and rented a couple high-end lenses for yeah. that trip yeah. long lens type stuff yeah. and you know the body is one thing but the glass the glass is, is a whole different yeah and that's that's where it really comes into low light you know if you want to do better low light stuff you got to have a, a piece of glass that has uh, the lowest possible f-stop capabilities you know you want something that's a 2.0 if you can. Now you get down into that range of glass, those are pretty expensive yeah. lenses, you know, mm -hmm. if, if not very expensive lenses. Um, Which so. there's some rental companies out mm -hmm. there that are, was it Lens Pro to go? Or? There's that, there's um, uh, borrowlenses.com yeah. and, and that's really reasonable, you know. It's super affordable. Yeah, if you want to, like for Matt's elk, that's what we did. His elk hunt, we had, you know, rented a lens for 10 days and didn't cost us hardly anything, yeah. you know, where we're shooting on a $3,500 lens. Sure, that we so. wouldn't need, you know, for whitetail stuff, and right. you just don't need it, yeah. so we didn't need to buy it. Mm -hmm. But you could rent it for a couple hundred bucks or whatever for ten days. It's a yep. no-brainer. Yeah, and and with that, with the GH5 comes other accessories as well. You know, like out there, we we got a monopod because 
a nice one. Yeah, a very nice one that's got nice – has uh, legs on the bottom for stabilization. Like a claw. Almost. Yeah, it's like a claw. So, like, honestly, there was times when we were calling, you know, the way we hunted out there, a lot of times we would set up, start calling to a bull. So, yeah. you know, we didn't have to do a lot of stalking. Ultimately, the one that Matt uh, harvested was a stalk. So, yeah. Um, but I could set that monopod down and lock the bottom in and, like, I could just let go of on it. very unsteady ground, even yeah. ground. It was, it was amazing really yeah. what that thing could do. I it, was pretty surprised. Yeah. I mean, it made the hunt really, as far as on mm. the filming side, it yeah. helped a ton. So that's, you know, that's your biggest asset if you're out West, because even if you have like the HCX one, bring something to where you're not having to pack a camera around all day, yeah. you know, cause your arms going to eventually get tired, have something that takes, yeah. uh, you know, and they're not that heavy, but have something that takes a little bit of the weight off and the stress of packing. Yeah. Around. So something I've wondered about because I, I see more and more people using DSLRs to film video with, mm-hmm. if, if you can film great video and take great pictures, why would a person get, cause a you gotta camera? be a stud, man. You gotta mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Like I've seen more crappy DSLR footage come in our studio from our team. No mm-hmm. offense to anybody, but, yeah. You, you, your average guy just isn't that adept at it. Yeah. And so you got to know what your what, how a camera works, first of all, and F stops and ISO, and you yeah. got to understand all that stuff mm-hmm. to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, could you, you know, figure it out by just playing around? Absolutely. We've had camera guys that have done it and had a good eye. So they became great camera guys yeah. right. and they had no knowledge about how a right. camera worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had plenty of those guys, but your average guy isn't gonna, it's not going to be easy to pick that camera yeah. up and succeed. You're going to have a lot of shaky, crappy, uh, overexposed footage. Yeah. And, and the other issue with DSLRs is audio. Um, not until recently, there wasn't a whole lot of great audio options for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have the Rode video mic, and then we have, uh, I think ours is a, a Shure uh, video mic. Yeah. And those are, nowadays, those are pretty good as far as like a shotgun mic. Okay. The, the audio is great. The GH5 does have a hot shoe mount yeah. um, XLR mm-hmm. piece that you can buy. It's like, I think it's an additional 500 bucks. <laughs> But that allows you to plug XLR mics into it. So if you want to run a wireless mic or a lav or something like that, you have the ability to do that. Can you explain what what makes a mic a shotgun mic, kind of mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, so the pattern that it uses? Shotgun mics, the reason they call them shotgun mics is because the way that they pick up audio is straightforward. So it's you think of it as shooting a shotgun. Whatever that mic is pointed at is it's where it's going to be picking up. It's not going to pick things up from left, right, yeah. behind you very well. So it's straightforward is where it's picking up the best audio. And a little bit of a pro tip here. If you're if if it's a windy day mm-hmm. and you're shooting into the wind, your audio is going to just sound like yeah, it's going to sound yeah. horrible. Yep. It's an easy fix. There's two, a couple things you can do. You can get to where the wind's being blocked, whether it's terrain, get down a little bit lower, mm-hmm. get behind a structure, mm-hmm. or you know the one thing that we do a lot is we just turn our back to it yep. and block it with yeah, you know, so the camera guy's back is to, to where the, the wind's coming yeah. from. So it's coming sure. in, into the hunter or the the speaker's. Face, face you know so yep. that blocks that that really mm-hmm. you're still going to pick it up a little bit but not but, nearly as bad yeah it'll at least be salvageable and that know. goes for your phone say you're just filming with your your phone camera Correct. you know that's the but, easiest way it, to get better audio is make sure the camera guy's back is to the wind and, and the biggest thing and, and sometimes i slack on this too is wear headphones that's, yeah that's the easiest thing to do hmm. is 
throw a pair of headphones in your bag, throw them in camera, so you know you're monitoring. Yeah, the yeah and exactly. as, as small as they make headphones nowadays, yeah. you, you know, you could get your iPhone headphones or whatever, and and, right. and mm-hmm. earbuds, and it's pretty. That's not very uh, intrusive. No. Yeah. No. So, which, which kind of brings up the whole the whole notion of filming on your on your phone, yeah. Which which a lot of folks are doing. Yeah, I've seen they've got like lens kits for your iPhone. Yeah. Now, so yeah. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It it's something to, something no. to consider, especially if you are you know if, if you want to keep your your cost of investment low. I think you got to watch out for shaky footage there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you can't zoom as far. They got make lens kits and zoom kits for mm-hmm. your your glass or whatever, yep. for your for your camera. So you can invest in that, and it's pretty affordable in the scheme of things. Uh, but boy, I would sure practice ahead mm-hmm. of of your hunt. And they make a lot of mounts now for your phone to go on your weapon. Gun, bow, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like you you can do a lot but, with with a phone. Nowadays. The thing with with phones too, though, is you got to understand anytime you zoom in you're losing quality big time. Like the best quality is zoomed out all the way on your yeah. phone. So that's another thing that's with actual cameras. You don't lose that. Plus low lights, horrible, mm-hmm. which is when, you know, the first 15 minutes last, last 15 minutes is when the deer are going to move. Yeah, right. Always. So, yeah. so your low light's going to suck. I mean, yeah. you know, it's very a great entry level, but you know, I'd say if you want to get a little more serious at the very least, go up to that uh, action camera that we were mm-hmm. talking about at the first, yeah. For sure. know, the first part of yeah. the podcast. So when I first started filming my, or at least thinking about filming my hunts, I did what I think most people do and that they focus on the gear and, uh, and forget about the story. Like mm-hmm. how, how do I make this compelling? Yeah. How do I make this uh, in, in a way that people would even care to watch? It? Right. It's pretty simple. Beginning, yeah. a middle well, and an end. Yep. You're telling a story just like a book. You got to tell them, you got to set it up. You got the, you know, so that's going to the stand. That's the prep work of what you, you know, to hang the, the, the stands or the blinds or whatever mm-hmm. the case. That's, that's the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, set it up. The middle is the hunt. Yep. Whether you miss one, you kill one, you have an encounter, that's the middle. And then the end is some conclusionary, you know, you found the deer or shoot, we missed them or we're tracking or, you know, tonight we didn't see anything. I'm back in the truck, you know, or yep. in the stand, you're closing out with an interview or whatever. Yep. It's you got to just have a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. And one thing that I think a lot of people overlook is they try to bring their whole season as the story. Yep. And, yep. and realistically, every day is a new story. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. So yeah. it's always you got to be prepared you know you don't want to go in one thing i preach to our guys a lot is make sure you're doing a pre-hunt make sure you're filming stuff before your hunt because the one day that you don't do that (laughs) you're gonna kill one and let me tell you as as a a former editor and and i know as these guys as the editors now if you if the guy's footage starts in the tree we could just kill him we hate that i mean it's like you're not helping us tell the story you're not doing yourself any justice and we gotta create chicken towel out of chicken you know what so (laughs) what could you mean by that yeah so (laughs) so tell your story quit fiddle farting around that's right you want to you want to hear some more good quality terryisms yeah terryisms that's actually a jim howe (laughs) which is fiddle farting no the chicken salad oh yeah 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 you know what yeah Well, yeah, well, so so beginning, middle, and end. Yep. I mean, essentially, you got to give people a reason to care. Like, like you may be interested exactly. in the hunt just because it was you, or your family might might be interested because it's you, but no one else is. No yeah. one else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I doubt even your wife is interested in watching that that Pretty part. Much guarantee like, that. Yeah, yep. you got to tell yeah. us the, the, the thing nowadays is like there's there's so many guys out there with a the camera killing big deer. Yeah. If you want somebody right. to watch your stuff, 
You got to have a compelling story behind it. I get emails all the time. Hey, I want to be on the team. Okay. So the first thing I always reply is send us a highlight reel, three to five minutes, a link to a highlight reel of the previous kills, the footage of the previous kills. And almost always is, well, I don't film. It's like, well, okay. So you got to start filming. Like all of our guys film, you know, they film with each other, their own friends and Mm -hmm. buddies and hunting partners. So we don't, we don't send camera guys out with everybody. Uh, So, so start with filming your hunts, you know, and, and, and as far as like creating a highlight reel, you can do a lot of stuff in iMovie pretty easily. Honestly, it's not, it's not that hard. Um, so that's where I always tell them to start. You know, you, you want to go on and, and be on television or DVDs or, well, DVDs are a thing of the past. Uh, what is a DVD? Uh, YouTube, you know, whatever <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put in the effort, man. Yeah, you got, you know, sure. it doesn't just happen. Yeah. 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 These, our, our guys work Hard. their butts off. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of time they put in the trees and, you know, you get to see maybe one hunt from them, yeah. but they may have hunted. 60 days throughout the year well you know, you know so. how many days do you think we hunted last year 40 ish yeah and you know you never see my stuff on 13 because I'm, we're not you know mm-hmm. you, there's so much where you're just not seeing anything right you know or you're seeing does or you know and yeah. when we're going up against what mark and terry and taylor <laughs> are saying kind of a, yeah i don't even that's make tough. the cutting room floor <laughs> like, that's how crappy our the cutting are. cutting room floor yeah, there's no second level floor <laughs> we're in the basement yeah. but, but <laughs> we're subgrade yeah. and, and so that's where kind of, i think the intrinsic motivation comes in you have to just want to do this yeah because there's a lot of a lot of effort and footage that just goes completely unused that no one will see that that doesn't get used but you still have to you have to log it yeah yeah and yeah. then, then sometimes the weird stuff catches fire. Yeah, a lot of times we, we'll say that to the guys if they if they're sending in footage and not sending in everything, we're like, just send in everything and let mm-hmm. us make the edit decision because we're gonna see a little diamond in the rough there that you never thought anything of and right. create something out of it. Right. So you'd be surprised just yeah. by you know you don't want to film all day every day and just waste a lot of yep. space, but. You know, you'd be surprised what happens when you just have the camera rolling. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, Matt, you mentioned iMovie as uh, as a source for people to edit their footage just because on their phone. it's pretty user friendly. and It's on people's phone, iPhones. It's on mm-hmm. you know a lot of the all probably all Apple, Apple products. products yeah. I don't know as far as Android users what is PC. available. PC guys, I don't it, know. You know, like Adobe Suite. You know, yeah. Adobe Cloud is relatively inexpensive nowadays. You know, when it first came out, it yeah. was I think hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And now you can you can narrow it down and just get Premiere for very little a month, you know. And Premiere is so, what we edit in here. Yeah. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people edit in. Yeah, we used to use Final Cut Pro and they Apple kind of slowly and surely kind of discontinued doing anything with it. They got something uh, Apple X or It's uh yeah, Final Cut Final X. Final Cut X, but mm-hmm. but it's just not quite the pro version that we, no. these guys need. So we switched to that Adobe Creative Suites. We used to use Adobe Premiere a long time ago when I first started here is what we were editing on, mm-hmm. and we made the switch to Final Cut. So it it's a great and pretty easy and user-friendly, mm-hmm. but but for a free version, like, you know, I know mm-hmm. that iMovie's on every yeah, Apple product. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. For and me. I'm sure there's other free versions for PCs and Android. Yeah. I'm, I'm not know. sure if Windows is still doing Windows Movie Maker. They are. Yeah, they okay. still have Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. That 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 was free and that's mm-hmm. serviceable. Yeah. yeah. Get the point work. across. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Wow. I think we covered. A, I mean, I don't 
think there's anything we haven't really covered, honestly. No. So from editing to, to using your phone and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Gary is satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> fully answered sure. We did it question. for you, Gary. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. I, I hope you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that stink? <laughs> well, it could be. We're really starting from scratch here. So That's true. <laughs> yeah. Once we lost Kenny, we lost our audience. Uh, <laughs> tell a friend, please, if you're watching or listening, tell a friend about the podcast. Yes. We could use as many listeners as possible. Yeah, or else they're cutting Tim's salary. Yeah, yeah. So please do listen. And this, on my heart. This will be going on Deercast as well, correct? Yeah. So yeah. all the podcasts end up over on Deercast mm-hmm. as well, and and who knows? Once we really get rolling, there might be times where we do exclusive podcasts for mm-hmm. Deercast only. But uh, you know, in the meantime, Tim, take them through where all we can, where all they can find it. Yeah. So if you're watching the show right now, you can subscribe to the show, so it'll automatically download to your phone or mobile device or whatever uh, by going through the iTunes Store and clicking subscribe on Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast Google Play Store. It's actually called Google Play Music now, I believe, but you can subscribe there. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much any place where you would get podcasts, you can find the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. You can also go to our website, yep. dreyoutdoors.com slash podcast, and you can see all the ways to subscribe there. And you can also listen to the shows via the website if you want to. But the best way is to subscribe. Absolutely. And then, of course, you know, if you're watching this, you're seeing all the stuff and the content we're putting up on YouTube daily. So we're going to continue to hammer that home all fall and, and get some fresh new content, new deer kills that never have been seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the uh, the YouTube version of Natural Born. Yep. And uh, so follow along there. Subscribe there. We're actually I think we just reached out. We just reached 75,000 subscribers yeah, on YouTube. And so we're going to give uh, PSE bow away. We've already reached out and tried to contact the winner there mm-hmm. and we'll be giving one more away at a hundred thousand subscribers so yep. please do subscribe to the the Drury outdoors youtube channel and uh we're, we're rolling along there so mm-hmm. we appreciate it um of course you can follow us on any social media Drury outdoors and the big thing is Deercast. everything we do is, is, you know, the focus, everything, we're going to really start emphasizing DeerCast, and you're going to be able to get tons of content and everything we do all in one place. So that's the, the cool part, all right. in one place, and it's free for the year, so for the, the, the fall. So check it out. Let us know what you think. And um, I don't think I missed anything, did I? I did. If you, if you want to be on the show. That's right. You can be on the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. Like, mm-hmm. essentially be almost as famous as Trevor is right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to dreyoutdoors.com <laughs> slash podcast, uh, there'll, there'll be a tab on the right-hand side of the screen uh, that says leave a message or something to that effect. That's a speak pipe plug-in where you click it and it opens up kind of like a voice recorder. You can leave us a quick question. And, and thank you to everyone that has been leaving messages. We have been getting questions on there. Some of them are a little seasonal, like uh, how to find uh, deer beds during during the summertime and what's too much in terms of pushing in. So we'll probably, so if you've left us a message, thank you. Just know that we'll probably get to those when it comes time to, to address that. And it's a little more relevant for folks. Absolutely. So I think that covers it for today. We went over our 30 minute uh, mark that we were trying to hit. Nothing else. We probably went an hour. I don't know. (laughs) uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, the fall's here, everybody's starting to go out and hunt hunt so please be safe wear your safety harnesses identify your targets and uh more importantly have fun yeah let's shut this thing down all right till next time peace see ya
This episode of DOD TV is brought to you by Lacrosse Footwear. We're adding new videos every week, so make sure to click that subscribe button and check out all of our amazing content.